Welcome to the Existential Millennial Podcast, where we're all about wondering the deepest whys of life and igniting a stronger humanhood in and around us by living more consciously. I'm your host, Joanna Dryling. This podcast will be diving deep into topics that will help you navigate life, love, and spirituality, all while aiming to answer the universal question of why. This podcast is for the philosophical types and the introspective ones. I am so excited to have you here listening and joining the existential millennial movement. Enjoy. I'm popping in here today to process something with you, and I'm coming here to process because I know in some way speaking about it will help me with my own, help me get the message that I also need to hear that also might be beneficial for you to hear. And so it's been spurred on primarily by this thought of being a fraud. And I've been kind of feeling this way. I mean, any entrepreneur will tell you at some point in time that they felt some level of imposter syndrome, and I felt it a ton when I first took my leap into entrepreneurship and left my job almost two years ago. That was two years ago, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and you know, I felt waves of it off and on for a pretty, I mean, it got better after a point. I just, like, kind of was more so something that was hanging out in the back of my mind rather than something that was really in the forefront. And I just stopped to press and pour my coffee because I haven't even gotten to my coffee today. I just immediately felt inspired to hop on and share what I'm sharing. So I have that imposter syndrome that's been hanging out as an entrepreneur. And it really came to me really hard exactly two weeks ago. Um, I was at my dad's house and I was kind of just sitting with it and was just like, wow, I feel like a fraud. And, and then I had a discovery call with a potential client and the next day and was not, that thought was like so present in my subconscious conscious mind that I didn't actually hold the space very well at all. Like I'm a coach. I am part of my job as a coach and part of my role is really to hold the space for somebody's transformation and hold the space for them to speak and for me to listen. And that call just totally took it on overdrive. And my subconscious mind, you know, was sitting here in this place of feeling like a fraud and then hopped on this call. And then after it was like, wow, well, we just found even more reasons for you to feel like a fraud. (laughs) And, um, and, I'm sure anybody, anybody listening, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, can relate to the feeling of being a fraud. So then I proceeded to post this whole entire rambling post on Instagram that caused a lot of attention, both good and bad, and not because of its polarity, but because it sounded like a cry for attention. And when I sat there and I thought about it, it actually was a cry for attention, but it was a cry for attention to myself about... Not that I was going to go kill myself, because trust me, if I was going to kill myself, it would have happened a long time ago, guys, and (laughs) quite seriously. So then yesterday, I had 
somebody Facebook messaged me and was like, wait, and we were talking about my vagabonding journey and all of that. And he was like, wait, so what kind of vagabonding are we talking about? Because I told him where I had gone. And this is something. So, and that like really hit me because that was mirroring back to me something that I was already experiencing. And I, you know, when I got into vagabonding, I started it and I'm really pretty unattached to going to crazy destinations right now, especially because of the financial state that I'm in. Like I'm really not able to do any crazy far off things. And I also at the same time, like I'm so dedicated to my business, probably to a fault that I won't go get a job. And so I'm (laughs) still continuing to amount up some level of debt and live off the little savings that I have. And, um, you know, it's a recipe for disaster. So, and why his, beyond the fact that it was mirroring that, it's why it truly was mirroring that is because I began to have this feeling that like, I've been feeling for the last couple of weeks and maybe months that I've, or a month that I've been here at my mom's and just in Virginia, because like I've now had to resort to, um, now had to resort to living with my parents because I haven't made any money. And this brings me mildly to my point of the day is this man basically just like called me out on what I was already experiencing. So that's how it's a mirror. But I feel like my life has been in this crazy upheaval since I started vagabonding for the most part. Um, Like that's the primary time in which the upheaval continuously began, I feel. And And I sat there and so this upheaval, okay, sorry, I'm like getting sidetracked in the points that I want to make here. So, or not the points, but just like talking through all this. Um, This is definitely my external processing. So this upheaval is amazing and also really annoying at the exact same time, if I'm being perfectly honest. And... It's continuously come up. So knowing what I know that would lead me to believe that I haven't learned my lesson yet. And I have a fair guess on what the actual lesson is. And I'm just not paying attention to it. I'm just not listening to it. And the upheaval continuously keeps on happening. Like I kind of always feel lost. Like I feel like I've been lost. And so I really am like, really how to really process this in a way that it doesn't sound like complete mumbo jumbo to whoever is listening. I have been feeling lost, which is funny because I actually have an amazing sense of direction. I'm never lost. Throughout my whole entire journey traveling anywhere, I've never been lost. 
I think I've been lost. Well, I, maybe I've been lost once. And then like, thanks to GPS, I was able to find my way. And even in Canada and both times, like even in Edmonton, I never needed a, never needed my GPS. Like I literally would just look to see where the river is and then I could figure out where my house is. I have an amazingly keen sense of direction. Like it is 110% a gift of mine. And so it's funny to be in this crazy paradox of feeling like I've been lost for the better part of eight months or nine months, you know, and I mean, maybe even longer than that when I sit there and think about it. And this person in their Facebook message yesterday just like kind of called me out for that. And not necessarily for feeling lost. And he had no idea with this comment that it would spur all of this. But I was already feeling like I wasn't doing this vagabonding journey a service. I was doing it a disservice. I wasn't able to truly enjoy it and be in it as much as I wanted to be because of the financial strain that I feel. Like, unfortunately, as humans, and I'll probably dive into this in another whole nother podcast episode, but like as humans, our soul selves are totally full. They don't need any money. They will never need money. It is our human self that needs money. And the other dichotomy is that our soul self often yearns for the beauty. It yearns for the luxurious. It has high tastes because it is full. It doesn't think it's unworthy of getting those high things. And so those higher value things and whether or not you're um, more of a cheapskate or not is our human self, you know, in order to really have those things that our soul self yearns for, our human self needs money. Unfortunately, in our world, freedom equals money. Money equals freedom. And you can't really do much in this world without a lot of money. And again, I won't go too deep into it, but that's really stifled me in general over the last two years. And it's stifled me especially over the last seven months. And so I feel that in some ways I totally forced this vagabonding journey earlier ha to happen earlier than it was actually meant to happen. And now I'm feeling the effects of such things and how and but I'm also too I'm knee deep into it. I am I don't I'm kind of getting used to it. Like I'm living at my parents house right now, but still I am getting used to being on the road, getting used to having everything living out of a suitcase. And I don't really want it to end yet. But at the same time, in order for it to continue, money is a necessary part of that. And I didn't really intend for this conversation to be centric around money, but it is here. And, um, you know, it's being shared. So that's good. So what I really did intend to share, though, is so we've got that point yesterday about that and then I also just sat there and was looking at myself in the mirror because I do mirror chats in the morning and kind of give myself a pep talk slash like just understand kind of what's sitting here for myself um, by looking into my own eyes because the eyes are the gateway to the soul on the human and so what came up for me was not that I'm ugly or anything like that but like 
I've been going without my shell for about a year now and I'm actually feeling a call to begin to wear it again because, because I look so different. And why it's, the, again, a funny dichotomy, but I don't really care what people think. You know, I really do, I'm pretty empathetic, so I experience the judgment that other people have on me. Like, I can definitely sense when other people are judging me, and I, and especially for my eye. Um, it's a very easy and quick tell for people, and um, so I've been somewhat experiencing, like, wanting to wear my shell again, because I'd rather them... Like, it's funny because some people will see me, some people will see the story, and they just want to send it some love. And then other people, I just really trigger people because I literally wear my trigger on my face, uh, wear my trauma on my face, excuse me. And, and so that was there. And it's not like I regret my accident happening. I'm just now like, I've been going a year without this and I kind of feel like I want to wear it again. But the dichotomy within this one is that I don't really care what other people think, but at the same time, I am distinctively the moment you look at me different. And I feel like in some way, it's been actually holding me back from really owning my own power in a weird way because like I can own the power of what I look like and then I can also just totally not and basically this whole entire thing is just me being like hey I'm a total paradox how about you <laughs> I love that the accident happened and you know I love that this is a part of my life and I know that I chose this and I know that there is something here for me and this brings me to Another point, which is probably the one that I'm struggling with most because it is something that is also I hurt somebody on the outside. And um, so I'll try to share this without giving too much information, but I somebody close to me forgot something that was important to me and I confronted them about it and then I proceeded to then I confronted them about it saying that it was, you know, they have this tendency, this behavior to like kind of forget about things that are important to other people and make it a show about them. And long story short, basically what I said hurt the person more than what they did to me. And what's funny is that this whole entire conversation between me and this person is all around what people think of us. And... You know, I'm like, she and I, in particular, are like the poster childs of not really caring what people think of us. Like, and what I'm coming here to say today is that I don't, there, I've been, it's been really, really present for me what people think about me. Like, it's been, and I think that it's partially just my own growth yeah, I know that I don't need external validation. And like we, if you're in the personal development world, you fully understand that you don't need external validation in this world. And like it is all you and everything outside is ego. But that doesn't necessarily mean that your human self has fully learned that yet. And so I think for the past eight months, I've been mildly ignoring what other people were thinking of me. And now it's coming back with an absolute vengeance and whapping me over the head with it. 
And it's not like I'm going to change who I am for these people. That's not what I'm saying. I definitely, um, for me and my friend, we are pretty sure, we are sure in who we are and we stand in who we are. And that is actually our power because we know that not everybody's going to like us. And the thing about me going without my shell was that I know some people are going to be triggered and that's just on them. But like I'm beginning to actually feel it. And it's really beginning to affect me, knowing that this is, this is such a space for growth for me within caring what other people think. I really don't care what other people think, but there's been a lot of lessons here in the last couple of weeks to be like, hey, you actually do really, really care what people think. Let's like figure out how to look at that. And that's my major learning lesson here. And then the next one that I wanted to share as well is there's this lesson sitting within what people think of me and not really letting it get to you and um, that whole thing. And this has been something that's continuously come up for me. So as somebody in the personal development world, I know that, and I'm sure you know this too, is if something else is continuously coming up for you, it means the lesson has not been learned. And there are a lot of lessons that I am really wanting to learn right now. And because they keep on coming up and... It has to do with the way people look at me and the way people think of me, but also in the way of, like, hurting people when I don't intend to hurt people with my words and not being fully present for them and continuously getting myself caught in these patterns of bad behavior and not learning that they're actually detrimental and showing the universe that this is not, that, like, the thing that is being offered, the vision that is here is not actually something I'm moving towards that I don't want. And that, like, this idea of being a fraud, I haven't learned it yet. I haven't learned that I'm not not a fraud or that I'm not a fraud, you know? I mean, and... There are so many lessons that can continuously keep on coming up for me and the, the upheavals that I've been feeling in my life. Like, I, again, like, anything that I'm currently experiencing is something that I've created. Here's the thing about anything that we are experiencing in our lives is it is, one, something that we created, point blank, period, and two, it is something that we can learn from. It is something that we're, our, a lesson is being offered if we are choosing to look for the lesson. And as I sit here and I externally process with you about this, there are so many lessons here for me. I don't know what they are. I could not articulate them right now. And like, there are so many, so, so many lessons in almost every avenue of freaking life. And, and also, the upset and anger that I have towards myself for continuously creating these upheavals and continuously creating these situations 
like I'm creating all of these situations and I feel like there is just like is there a way out and like I know that this sounds also like a cry for help but like shit I am like there is a way out and like this is where all of the information and everything that I know and my expertise is like coming in full force Like, I know that I've created this, and I know the way for me to stop creating it is for me to learn the goddamn lesson, but there are so many goddamn lessons that I'm not even able to get my head on straight to actually be able to progress through them. And I am in utter denial and non-acceptance, which is, again, something I preach and something that I feel I'm a mild expert in. I'm not, but maybe I am. It's just like the level of learning. I'm just learning another level of acceptance. And like, I've just been the thing. The funny thing is, is that I've been just accepting living vagabond to the way that it is and just accepting my money situation the way that it is and just accepting all of these things. And It's been holding me back and it's been keeping me from the truth. It's been keeping me from the truth and the truth is here. Acceptance is super good. It's awesome. But be aware of your acceptance to the point where it's actually keeping you from living a better life. Acceptance comes in most when we are accepting the negative things in our life. Like acceptance is most important when we have these negative things come up, like I just accepted that I might have lost my friend by sharing what I shared with them or not sharing what I shared, but sharing how I shared it with them. And like, I've accepted the fact that like, this is my journey of vagabonding right now. Like this is my life. Just because I've actually accepted it does not mean that I do not want to change it. It does not mean that I want, does not, I do not want to shift. I, maybe more so have just been in freaking denial about all of what's been happening and that's what this stinking episode is about but we my everything that I've been learning over the last two years is hitting a very practical point in its knowledge because right now is where I have the test to keep it knowledge and continue to create these patterns or to note that these patterns keep on coming up and discover and uncover where this is in my life. And And no longer accept this as my reality to continuously create over and over and over again. And I had a great train of thought and I totally blanked on what it was. This is where everything is getting put to the test. This is where it is coming into practical form what I've been learning. And the funny thing is, is that for I think since July or August, I've been feeling like I've been on this, in this place of on the cusp of something. And essentially I've just been upper limiting myself this whole entire time. And if you're not familiar with that concept, I highly suggest the big 
Leap, um, where he talks all about the upper limit problem. And I'm creating my own upper limit. And every single time that I have felt like I was at this super crazy pivotal point, I have done something or my energy has been brought down to take me away from the breakthrough. And we do that as humans a lot. Like we are comfortable with where we're at. So we'll just continuously create these crazy things for ourselves to stay in our comfort zone, even when we know that the breakthrough is here. And so because of this, like I've been in this cycle of like, oh my gosh, the breakthrough is here. Wait, the energy is down. And then the breakthrough is here and then the energy is down. And I've also, the more that this continued to happen, I was like, fuck man, like why does, why is this pivotal point continuously happening? Continuously happening. Like, yeah, okay. On some level, like I could be at pivotal points in my life, but I'm not going to have had this many pivotal points. I'm creating my own pattern over and over and over again out of my own freaking volition. And the moment that I wake up to this is the moment that the pivotal point actually becomes a pivotal point. The point at which it stops being, I think it's here, to I, it actually is here. Oh, and I know it actually is here. I trust that it actually is here. I've been trusting that it and knowing that it's been here for the last fucking eight damn months. And... And I've been continuously self-sabotaging myself away from it because of that, you know, because of the fact that like, shit, I'm human and this is just my experience and I'm just going to continue to decoy myself and continue to not make this the pivotal point that it's meant to be. And at what point are you going to just stay and stick and be in this the discomfort to the point where you will actually break through? And like this is the moment in which the breakdown becomes the breakthrough. And we can't just sit here in the breakdown and just feel the breakdown and just then you know dry our tears and move on and just act like nothing happened. That's not a breakthrough. That's actually just allowing that energy to continue to sit within your body and not get released. And your And so how can we actually break through? Break through the pivotal points in our lives are not pivotal if we don't actually pivot. Now, I'm currently getting ahead of Ross from Friends in my head because if you are a Friends watcher, you're totally seeing pivot in your head. But I'm going to say that again. The pivotal points in our lives are not pivotal unless we pivot. Unless we actually pivot. Unless we actually make a change. Unless we actually move through the goddamn resistance. Excuse my friend. Sorry for saying the Lord's name in vain. I'm sorry, mom, but I'm getting feisty about it. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably also at a pivotal point in your life. If something in you called you to this message and called you to this episode, you are also at a pivotal point in your life. And 
like I said, I've continuously been at a pivotal point in my life. Like I feel like I've been continuously in this pivotal point. But like I said, I haven't pivoted. So it has not been pivotal. And I think also, I believe also why I'm experiencing such pain is pain, for lack of a better word, um, is because I've known for the last month that it's the pivotal point. And I haven't actually been pivoting. Now, I've become more aware of my habits. I've seen the resistance, moved through the resistance sometimes, and not through it on other times. And yes, I am pivoting. And sometimes that's the other thing is like, not to use this as an excuse to just continuously with continue with your comfortable habits, but like pivoting does take a while. I think that's totally what I've learned in this month is that pivoting takes a little while. It's not like you're just going to snap your fingers and say, okay, I pivoted, but like it takes practice and it takes work and it takes a day-to-day awareness of the fact that you are pivoting and then moving towards the pivot and rather than away. But at the same time, don't be so hard on yourself when you move through, move not when you don't through move through the resistance and you just stay where you were. And or you don't necessarily stay where you were, but you take the lesser of the two actions, right? Um, like when you're at the pivot point, it's a fork in the road and you took what would one one some might deem the wrong way. You didn't take the wrong way. You're just learning. You're just learning. And you're learning to pivot because next time you will take the way that is not the path of least resistance and that, yes, it might show you the most resistance, but it's also the one where you actually reach the destination that you want to reach. Pivoting, if you're in a large business, especially, you know, and as a solopreneur, it's super easy for me to pivot. It's almost too easy for me to pivot. But big businesses, it takes them months and months and months to pivot. It change does not happen overnight. But people, I actually do believe people can change. And I believe that it's not a matter of them actually changing their personality, but more so changing the beliefs in which they live their lives and changing their identity to be something more positive. So then it looks like they changed. Who they are is never going to change. Who you are is never going to change. At the core, deep soul level, your soul is whole, it is growing, but it will never really change. And I'm diverging, I'm digressing a little bit, but your your ability to pivot is always there. Your ability to make change is always there. But also don't expect the change to happen overnight. The change is a slowing process. It's a growing process and it's learning to put these principles into practice. The personal development world is so inundated with all these principles and things to do and blah, 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 but, like, are we living them? And 
as I'm getting to a point where I want to round out this long rambling, externaling process session, they're just principles until we learn to practice them. And I'm beginning to feel and understand that I've been so deep in my depths and so deep in feeling the resistance, being aware of the resistance. And this whole month, maybe just life in general, is my opportunity to put these principles to practice, to not just know them in my head, but to experience them and to embody them and to then choose the new destination because I have such a vision in my head but the woman that I have been is not the woman that's progressing towards that vision and I've been opening up to her over the last month I seriously have and it's been a long process it's been like I said a slow grow process but it's been worth it to have this moment actually like yes the I knew that the ego death was imminent I knew that in even in December I was like wow I know I'm gonna experience a massive freaking ego death soon and I think it's finally here if I choose to pivot and I choose for it to be here Not necessarily. There's been a whole process that goes into ego death, but we won't get into that in this episode. But there, it's been a very long, long, long ego death. It's been a long one. But it has made way and made space for my higher self to come in. Okay, (laughs) that's the transmission for today. I appreciate you listening to this message because it was just as much for you as it was just as much for me really as it was for you and I am extending you so much love no matter what you're going through if you're in sunshine and daisies if you are in the depths of despair that is the arctic tundra outside right now There is so much love in my heart for you. Thank you for letting me have this space. And thank you for listening.